1: Hey, everybody. Rev here. Just a couple quick things before we get into this week's episode. We are getting ready to celebrate our two-year anniversary, and part of our celebration is our cosplay contest. The submission deadline for that, again, is May the 24th, which is a Sunday. I realize that a lot of people are still inside, not going out, so closet cosplays are totally welcome. You know, before I said, let me see your Damians and your Landara's, but also show me your Margaret's and your Sheriff Jason's and your Jeff's and Eddie's. So you can enter those at the slash anniversary, and we will announce the winner on May 27th in the intro to that week's episode. Also, the last two weeks, I had mentioned that there would be a interview with one of the new cast members after the episode. You already had a chance to hear a little bit from Kim and Megan, but unfortunately, due to some scheduling issues, Josh will not be joining our new show any longer. So there won't be an interview at the end of this episode, but we will be announcing the show that you'll get to hear Megan and Kim on very soon. So stay tuned for that in the next few weeks. And with that, it's time to let the recap roll. The three of you are suddenly back in your bodies right in the moment that you stepped through the portal. Rev looks up from the console. Are you guys going to go? <laughs>
0: Well, that will always be weird. We're back, bub. How'd it go? Well, we're back,
1: so... Oh, that's fair.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we did as you
1: asked. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Let me get the gem and get the spell ready, and I'll go home and you'll have your rev back. Great. And he turns and starts rummaging through the desk and he pulls out the gem. Tass, as you see this gem, one of your visions washes over you. In this vision, you see yourself holding this gem and you can tell that it is full and charged and you see yourself throwing it through the portal. And on the other side, things do get a little better, a little brighter, something is brought back. And then you're brought back to that same moment of holding the gem. And you turn and you walk away from the portal and you place it down into a summoning circle. And what is summoned with the power of this gem is a gaunt, hollow-faced man covered in scars. And in this moment, you realize that because his soul is old and powerful and rare due to it coming from another world, it is the bait you would need to lure in Koschei the Deathless here you all are in TJ's subterranean lair. The rev that you know is deep down. Nash is preparing the ritual to transfer his soul into this gem for you all to cast back through the portal into his home world. Tash, you have just had this vision that lets you know that with this gem, with his soul inside of it, you could use that as a lure to bring Koshe the deathless. What are you doing?
0: Plotting. like i i think i'm a little stunned at that because like we need to do that we need to do that but we have talked so much at this point about what we should be doing and why and how we approach things and going back on our word with this it, it's just not okay but like we have to i don't i think i am just in my head doing exactly this like we have to i can't We have to. I can't. So I think I am I just have to kind of leave the room for a minute and go sit down while he's getting all this taken care of.
1: So the two of you see Tass staring at Rev for a second, and then he turns and walks out. Do you think he's okay?
2: I hope so. I mean, coming back and forth between different dimensions, it might be a little hard on somebody, but we got to win in this last one.
3: Do you want to go talk to him? And I'll keep an eye on what's going on. Sure. Out here?
2: Yeah.
3: And I'm going to go ahead and...
0: Join Tass.
1: Uh, Tass, where did you go into the room with all the horrors?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds morbid, but I think there. I think, you know, for whatever reason, I'm more drawn to that, like drawn to our deeds and our failures (laughs) and the representation of that.
1: Yeah. So, TJ, you come into this room and uh, Tass is sitting on top of the giant ecto trap that holds all the gremlins.
2: (laughs) Hey, buddy, you okay?
0: Nope. Well, what's up? I had another vision. Oh yeah? Of what? We're not going to talk about it quite yet. Is it something bad that happens? We're not going to talk about
2: it yet. Okay. I mean, if it's something that involves me or Jake or whatever, we- Trust me, we're not going to talk about it yet. Of course I trust you. You're my best friend. Love you, buddy.
0: (laughs) I I will smack the hair off your face, I swear to God. Yeah, I'm just playing with you. Yeah, I just gotta, gotta sort this out. And I'll walk away.
1: So Jake out in the main room- Rev is setting up a couple of components around the circle that is built into the floor. And I think as soon as TJ left, he asked you to start telling him the story of of what all happened.
3: Oh, I mean, we got there and they were trying to kill me, but we all, you know, figured it out amongst ourselves and did some recon and things were really, really bad in the city, like super duper overrun. And boy, just nothing went right there the whole time we were there. Nothing. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. That makes sense. Yeah. But we uh, found some survivors and came up with several game plans in which one of them I was going to fly a jet, but that one didn't pan out. Still bummed about that. But we realized that we thought we could save everybody. And so instead of just obliterating all the soul bat people we decided to operate on the assumption that we could cure them so we were trying not to kill people and all this stuff and then i got in some hot water with like the vampire overlords had to tell some of them what was going on and then they decided they were going to launch
1: an attack on the soul bats and kill all of them with a nuke i think at this he turns around and he's giving you that look of like what are you fucking with me is this actual story <laughs>
3: This is completely true. I know. We intercepted a nuke that was on, uh, do you remember Mosquito Dan? Yeah. Yeah. So they had a Mosquito Dan and they had rigged him with a nuke vest, but we got him and we didn't, well, we didn't disarm it, but we buried it. Uh, And then we went in guns blazing downtown and uh, I managed to get the hammer back. And we all kicked some ass while TJ did some magic and ultimately tapped into the ley line to cast a spell that killed all the soul bats on the on the planet. Uh, it ran it ran through the ley lines and poof, banished them all. And uh, so all the people that were possessed by them ended up being OK. And now there's no like huge power vacuum. Things are getting back to normal. There are some of us over there like making sure things get back to normal and things go OK. They're actually trying to like strike An agreement among the vampires and the humans to live in a little bit more harmony. It's for how bad the individual pieces went. The outcome was very, very good.
1: It sounds like that's a better world than the one before the soul bat happened.
3: Yeah, I think it
1: is. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. He makes a couple more marks on the ground. So I owe you something. I said I would give you any information I had on Nash for you doing this. And it seems that you fixed my world in a a way that I couldn't even imagine. Man, he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out a small piece of paper. And on it is a name and a number, a four-digit code. 8037. And the name is the Alkali Corporation. I don't know everything that your Grigori knows, but it was impossible for him to communicate with us to link minds that way across dimensions without letting some things through. I don't know what the world is, but that's its dimensional number to get there. And whatever the Alkali Corporation is, it's one of the things he prizes the most. Interesting. Is it the corporation itself? I don't know. Whatever it is, there's a lot of emotion mixed up in it. That's the thing I could feel when I read this thought. There's love and patience, but also fear. Weird.
3: Those are like three things I didn't expect a Gregory Nash to be able to feel.
1: He just nods.
3: Nothing personal. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Once we get you home, I'm
1: sure we'll look into this. I don't, um, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound like I'm trying to make a bargain with you. I'm not. It's a legitimate offer. I don't have to go back yet. I could stay. The things I've been doing for you all for the last year, I don't have any idea how much of it your Rev could do. I mean, can you stay not as Rev? If so, I would have no idea how.
3: Knowing now that he's trapped in there, it feels unfair to me to leave him in there any longer than he has to be. To rob him of any more days. Yeah, but we can bring this up with the others. They might have a a thought that I don't have.
1: All right, and I think about that time TJ comes out from the back room.
2: Uh, what are the others?
3: Uh, he offered to hang around for now if we need him to hang around, and I said, you know, it seems unfair to Rev to keep him locked up in his own body if he doesn't have to be. But I said we'd run it by you two.
2: Oh, oh, uh, no, 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 no. He's he's got to go. That was the bargain, right? We save his world, he goes away, Rev
3: comes back. Yeah, but he's not sure if actual Rev can do the things he can do that we need to help us. Like, that's a fair point. I don't know the actual limits of actual Rev's magical ability. There are some things Nash might have done that we wouldn't have been able to get done otherwise.
2: Well, when you start talking logically, then, <laughs> then you know, that changes my mind a lot.
3: But man, I mean...
2: He's our friend, Rev. I mean, we got to get him back.
3: I know. I'll be curious to see what Tass has to say, though. Where's, is he coming
2: uh, back? He was thinking about something. He had another vision, I guess.
3: Oh, did he tell you what? No, he was just thinking
2: about it and I guess trying to figure it out.
3: Hmm. I mean, I can't really pretend to know what that's like, so I'll go fetch him then. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back there. Hey, Tass.
0: Yeah, is it time?
3: Yeah, he, um, he, he raised a point to me. He said he doesn't have to go back right now, that if we want him to hang around because he thinks he can do stuff that our actual Rev can't do, he could hang around and help us still. And I said, that seems unfair to actual Rev, but I'd talk to you guys.
0: I'm not sure I make it through that entire sentence before I shoulder past him out of that room straight for Nash. Oh, okay. Hey, I was real pissed off. You get it. I know you get it to find out who you are, but I don't know what I would have done different. I get it. And it took some time for me to get it. And so I have absolutely forgiven any perceived slight on my end, if that matters. And I want to even thank you for everything that you have done for us. Because you're right. Yeah, there's probably a lot of this we may not have been able to do. So thank you. But with all due respect, I want my fucking friend back, dude.
1: All right. And he steps back into the circle. And he starts to chant a couple of words. And the energy builds up in his hands and he walks over towards the center and rests his hand on the gem sitting at the middle of the circle and he looks up and gives a nod. Good luck. And there's a burst of energy and the body collapses to the floor and the gem begins to pulse.
3: I'm gonna go grab the body as quickly as possible and like get it on a gurney and stuff. Like I don't know what condition he'll be in, but it seems smart to put him
1: somewhere stable. He's breathing right now. See you pick him up and move him to one of the medical beds.
0: Uh, I'm going to pick up the crystal. We can summon Koshe with this.
1: With the
3: uh, the soul crystal?
0: Yep. Wait, what? It's unique in so many ways. It's exactly the kind of thing that could be used to draw in a god of death. It's a soul from another world trapped in a crystal. Uh, do we have to actually like use it up? Or is it? are you just saying it's a good bait? I'm not sure. The way these things work... It seems very much like a choice has been laid out, and I, I don't. I don't know for sure. It could be used as bait, and then we keep our promise, but it just doesn't hit me that that's the case.
3: I mean, that's very cool and interesting. We can't do it.
0: I agree, but I wasn't going to make that decision without telling you. I mean, we'll,
3: we'll find a different way to summon Koschei if we have to, like... Other than me not having powers, I'm not sure that the world is really appreciably worse for the situation with Koshay and the gods right now, but I still want to rectify it. I agree. Can we, what's the word I'm looking for? Can we spoof it?
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
3: like the, like whatever's so unique about this that you think we could use it as bait or, or spend it or something. Can we fake that? Cause we, cause we've got it and we know what it is.
0: I, I imagine a, like a five second pause as he has presented that. And then both Jake and I just turning our heads to look at TJ. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: Do we need another soul?
2: I don't know yet.
3: Not it. <laughs> um, Usually these things kind
2: of work themselves out as I'm working. <laughs> <it>.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we can hold on to this. For a little bit. I mean, every minute we've got it is a minute that that other world is still like technically doomed. Yeah. So I don't want to keep it forever, but we could like look into that. And if we don't think we could do that, we could try to just use it as bait, you know, but like know that we can't actually give it up. I mean, it could be that since Koshe has been back, Rev being in this undetectable place, maybe it's undetectable even to him. Yeah. And so he hasn't known he existed at any point. Like maybe if we took this out, it would immediately send up a flare or something.
0: Okay, so how do we make that flare?
3: Fuck if I know. I think that's on that's on TJ to look at. Do do your science magic. I
2: can do that.
1: So you're going to try to create a device that can mimic what of this gem?
2: I think whatever readings that I can observe or like create based off of what I see off this crystal. Oh, so
1: like any kind of radiation or EMP or heat or just everything that you can measure, you want to create something that can... Right. Duplicate those. All right. Roll weird science. That's an eight. All right. So what is your requirement?
2: I think it will require a huge amount of power or fuel.
1: I think mine is that it requires a rare or weird material because you are putting off so many types of energy. I think you need like a shield, something that can contain this energy so that it gets big enough to be red but doesn't kind of fry or hit surrounding areas. Okay. So the weird material is just the shield of some sort? Yeah, that you've got you got to be able to make the shield to to hold it in both for the purposes of letting it build up, but also not letting it get into the surrounding people, places, things.
2: What did they make the the containment unit in
1: Ghostbusters out of? (laughs) Oh, you got one of those, don't you?
2: (laughs) I do, filled
1: with gremlins. Filled with gremlins. (laughs) So
2: I'm going to need some kind of shielding for this. Uh, Something that will allow some of the energy to get out, but not to basically blast the surrounding area with whatever is coming off of this crystal.
3: I gingerly hold up my shield?
2: Uh no, no, no. Yeah, uh, not that. Right. Like Star Trek shield? Uh yeah, more like an energy
3: force field shield thing. Is that something you can make? Are we just getting into like a loop now where then you'd have to make that, but then you need something to make the shield, so then you have to make that.
1: He Please. tries to make the shield and his requirement is a gem that irradiates a certain kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just stuck in a loop.
2: Yeah. Um I think it's gonna need to be some kind of energy shield and I don't have anything
0: here. Uh, I mean, well, you've done it once, but it, like how strong, how big? Like, cause we had something like that when we had to fight the Thunder Lizard. Yeah, but I
2: don't think it has enough power. I mean, it, oh. it needs, it's gonna need some energy.
0: Okay, Uh, so like what? Like we try to recreate that but tap into the damn city's power we kind of want it
2: remote someplace maybe that isn't near a city center uh, just in case any of that energy gets out
0: yeah i keep
3: thinking of like the more the mine in the other world like yeah. where we buried the nuke we need to bury the <laughs> kosher nuke in a mine somewhere
0: it sucks that they ransacked the north pole like they ripped noel clean out of there
3: That's all, though, right? They just took Noel out of there, didn't they? Do you think the power grid and shit is still intact? Oh, I don't see why not. That wasn't in their plan.
2: They just needed Noel, the the computer.
3: Yeah, I mean, that place had to leech a ton of power and it has a big, uh, big candy cane dome. That's right. And it's remote, too.
2: Uh, Yeah, I want to go to my phone and call up Jingles and see if he's got some information on the uh, the old North Pole. Oh, hello?
4: Jingles! oh hey man how's it going yeah how's it going with you oh not too bad just you know running the world oh, well yeah
2: hey uh we just got back from another dimension again
4: oh how was that
2: it sucked over there but we got it done and we came out with a win on this one.
4: Oh man that's a good to have a win
2: yeah it really is hey uh is the north pole still you know active uh, well what, what, what? is there still
4: power running to the to the shield Oh, I don't know. Um, if you've got a computer, go on over there and I'll, I'll hook you up to the network there and you can do a little search to see. Okay,
2: I go over to the computer?
1: Yeah, you go over and it's already on and there's a little dancing jingles and there's a like a loading bar and it's loading up like a candy cane.
4: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, just, uh, just run that old F9 and it'll let you know what's up and running.
2: All right. Uh, and as soon as it loads up, I will hit F9.
4: All
1: right. Uh, so I think for this, it's it's going to take a little more than just the F9. Roll, we'll investigate a mystery to see what's going on at the North Pole.
2: All right. That is a five.
1: Oh, God. God. Uh, yeah, so you can't quite tell what's going on. You try to run, and it doesn't seem that the server is connected properly. And uh, Jingles comes back on the line. He actually comes out through your speakers on the... On the laptop.
4: Really, right. I'm oh, sorry about that. I thought it would work, but we will just have to take a trip up there. I can't seem to get properly connected.
2: Okay, um, that should be no problem for us. You're right. With that fail, I do level up.
4: Oh, what are you going to take? Oops.
1: Yes. <laughs> I miss
2: it so much. It yes. was so much fun. Uh, that's fair. And old
1: reliable. And gave you all sorts of aneurysms.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right.
1: What you can get from this is that, yes, the equipment up there would probably fulfill... Both of our requirements, but you don't know what state it's in right now. You'd have to physically go there and, and test things.
2: Gotcha. Well, fellas, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Good news is we get to visit the North Pole again.
0: Oh boy. Yay.
2: Bad news is I don't know what kind of condition it's in. So we might have to do a little bit of fixing while we're up there.
0: I yeah. I mean, there could be a lot going on up there. We know that they broke through, like they could just be using it, you know? I mean, his sub was up there. We were not that far away when we attacked that sub. Like I think this is a little scarier than just checking to see if the power's on.
3: I mean, that is a good point. But we can do like a perimeter sweep when we get there and see. I mean, you know, if we pop in there and it's just overrun, then we'll pop out and revisit our options then. Yeah. I think we'll be fine to just go check at least. And if it seems okay, we can then kind of actually scout and make sure. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, are we just are we just going? Do you do the whole process there, or do you need to do anything any Do you need to front load this task here before we go to the North Pole?
1: You've got maybe an hour's worth of work. I think you need to do before you would get there to start connecting it to everything there.
3: Yeah, I think a systems
2: check and everything ought to made
3: okay. I mean, you you do that. I'll keep an eye on Rev. Unless there's anything else we need to like get done before we try to execute this. Hit the gym real quick. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> what what can we do to prepare for the eventuality that maybe this works and we have to fucking fight Koshe?
0: I mean, you have. The nail, right? Well, yeah, but it feels like there's a lot, a
3: lot between here and there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things that could happen in an encounter with Koshe before I manage to bury a nail in his chest.
0: I mean, I don't know what to plan for besides knowing what we can do and just who can try what in what order to make sure that he's subdued for you to get that nail into him. All right, I'm, I'm gonna grab a popsicle stick and try and
3: plunge it into your heart. And you fight me with the sword, and this will be kind of our simulation of how it might go down with Koschei. Okay, it's cool. like our it's like our makeshift danger room.
2: Yeah, and I'll be out uh, to the side with a stopwatch to see how long. No, it you've
3: takes. you've got to do the science. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You do the science, we'll practice. I'm going to check on Rev before we do and then before we leave.
0: Yeah, if he hasn't woken up, we need to like write him a letter or something just in case he does. That's an excellent call. You are full of good calls today. Yeah, hey, nice job. Thanks, man.
1: Yeah, you go in and check on Rev. He is still unconscious, but he is breathing. His heart rate is normal. Um, I think just for my enjoyment, there won't be any uh experience attached to this, but... As you guys said about doing this, Jake roll kicks a mass. task roll act under pressure.
0: Okay. <laughs> good luck. Box cars. Nope. Ah, it is a ten. Fourteen. <laughs> Popsicle
3: six. sap, 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 sap.
1: Yeah. So I think that the scene that plays out here is a good like fifteen minutes of dodging and weaving and jake teleporting every now and then and you blocking him and at one point tass swipes the wrong direction and jake leaps at him with the popsicle stick and rev kind of steps out of the room at this point and just sees you plunging this popsicle stick into tass's chest oh my god hey Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Wait, wait, wait. Before. Anything- <laughs> what the fuck what? are you? That's. Oh, hey.
3: Okay. Everyone freeze. Hold still. Rev, you've been asleep for a while. TJ was turned into a werewolf man. Let's just rip that band-aid right oh. off. Oh,
1: right. Yeah. He doesn't know. And as you say this, you see his eyes roll back a little bit. Oh, no. And then they come back forward. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I don't remember it, but I have memories of it oh god the last thing i remember is you guys coming over to my apartment and by the way why are we in the fucking ninja turtles base right now (laughs) what is going on uh this is my place is that my circle did you rip the circle out of my floor we thought you told us to no the last thing i remember is you guys came to my place the defenses activated you got trapped because i had been like attacked in a dream and we sent you all into the dream realm to go confront whatever it was that had attacked me
0: yes so let's sit down Uh uh-huh and talk about that
1: i feel like that's been a year yeah like literally a year that's the last thing i remember yeah well well no i mean like i'm remembering other things as i say them like i remember taking the ring out of the floor and bringing it here
3: do you remember sacrifice throwing a corpser
1: Yes. That was radical. That was radical.
3: Um, okay. So when we went into the dream realm, a different world's Grigory Nash was lurking in the ether and seized that opportunity
1: to take you over. And we did not know it. Well, that's impossible. I mean, I've got mental defenses against that kind of stuff. Somebody left the door open, so to speak. The door to my brain. Yeah. Oh.
0: That was me. And I just want you to understand that I will literally never forgive myself. And also, we didn't know what it was. We thought the whole thing was a dream. The whole thing was like your dream world. And just, I don't know, it's all excuses, but it's my fault. It's my fault. You lost a year. You were taken hostage. And it's on me And it's
1: so good to see you, dude. And he starts to pace around the room. I remember there's someone in my head. They were they were using my body. I felt like a puppet and someone was trying to train me how to do stuff I didn't know how to do. So it was easy because they knew how to do it. But it was hard because I didn't understand it. And he snaps his head to the side and points. That's a portal. That's a portal that goes to other worlds.
2: Yeah. Uh, you and, well, Gregory. you and I
1: created it. And his brow furrows and his eyes go distant as he talks. Gregory, me, Gregory, me. That's who is from the other world. A different version of Grigori Nash.
2: Yeah, but we got rid of him and now you're back, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just, and you guys brought groceries.
2: Yeah, lots and lots of groceries.
1: And he starts to nod his head slowly. And I live here because there's an angry mummy. Yeah, And you can tell that as he's piecing these things together, they're not in chronological order. And for a brief moment, as he is looking around and the way his hands are moving, you've seen this same mannerism in TJ's grandfather. There's something about the speech pattern, about the way the hands are moving, trying to piece together out of order time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a lot and I'm sure it's going to come back to you in waves just like this. And I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine what that's going to feel like, but we're, you know, we, we've got you, we're here and we're going to get you through this and get everything back up to speed and feeling normal.
1: Okay. Okay. So what now?
0: Oh, we're going to kill the God of death.
1: Kosher. Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. And I give him a big fucking hug.
1: Yeah. And there is, again, it's that same, like, I think Jake and TJ seeing Rev hug you. There's that moment of confusion, and then it, it sparks something, and the motions and the movement become regular again.
3: I want to go over to TJ's computer and pull up our case files and like put them in order and just be like, here, just read through these. Like, I think these will help you remember things and they'll help you stay on track. You won't just get hit by things that don't make sense out
1: of order. And hopefully, this will keep you in order and you can go through this while we're gone. Okay. Yeah, because there might be like a negative effect of remembering things or like new ideas being implanted out of the chronological order. Do me, do me a favor. Try not to tell me anything I don't know until I've read it. Yeah,
3: already screwed that up some, but from now on, yes. Yeah, until I've
1: read it, read it. Don't. I go should there. go
3: on Reddit. <laughs> don't go there.
1: Oh no, it's a cursed place. Oh, okay. <laughs> So he sits down at the computer and starts to go through the case files and pulls up a calendar on the other side of the screen and starts to just kind of mark on it with a, uh, a permanent marker, like checking off calendar days.
2: <laughs> just on the monitor. yeah. <laughs> oh boy.
0: He went through something. We got to let him work through this <laughs> in his yeah. own way.
3: We owe him this monitor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to owe me a new one. That's that's fine.
1: Uh, so the next... 45 minutes passes and TJ has the PC needs ready to take to try and set this up at the North Pole.
2: Well, guys, um, do we want to do this now or do we want to wait till after Rev's done reading all the stories? Um,
0: I, I mean, I think it's safe to let him chill here where it's you know not going to be a problem, where he'll be safe and we go do our thing. But I mean, first, are you sure that what you have there works? Is that, you know, as long as we get the place up and running that's good to go. Yeah. Then I think we have to keep our promise first.
3: Yeah. If we're confident in that machine, then we should toss that gem through.
0: I will pick up the
2: gem. Hey, Rev, you want to see something cool? Sure. And I throw the gem at
1: the portal. Roll act under pressure it. To- no I'm kidding. <laughs> Just shatters on the wall.
2: <laughs> cool, huh? <laughs> Pretty fucking cool. That's- Who taught you to throw? That's the asshole then.
1: That- <laughs> uh yeah, so you turn and you throw this gem through the portal and it vanishes. And for a brief moment, the portal pulses this golden color and then turns back to its normal color.
0: We did it? think we did it yeah we definitely did it i'm very confident all right well let's turn this damn thing off for the moment i'll go over
2: to
3: the controls and i will power it down for right now no problem all right if we get topside i can teleport us to the north pole all right
1: so before you all take off to the north pole is there anything else you want to do
0: um i think it'd be a good idea to make sure that we're like leaving the uh the piece of paper that Nash gave us before he left, with the with the the code on it, oh, just so yeah, we don't yeah. lose that, and probably the uh, the portal spell too. Just um, you know, leave them with Rev, so that all of the stuff that we have that we need for later is safe, and we can't.
1: Oh, like the the piece of paper you throw through yeah. to pause time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. I will hand those to Rev, and I'll say, uh, make
3: sure Nash doesn't get these. Right, don't worry about it. You're very safe here. We're just leaving them behind in case it's nothing. You're okay fine. keep okay.
1: Reading. all right and he makes another check on the monitor <laughs> <laughs> so the three of you head up to the street level Jake I don't think there is a role for this the three of you appear at the North Pole it is midday it is cold there's a gentle snow falling
3: is it immediately obvious that it's overrun by vampires or anything like that no okay at a glance this seems pretty cool yeah so far so good um wasn't there like a power
2: station that we went to before yep we'll start heading that way
3: do we want to while he's setting up scout around and make sure that this place is in fact empty
0: uh yeah i'd say check the buildings check the bunker where noel had been just anywhere where they might be holing up and i'll do perimeter sweep the candy canes
1: okay cool all right so tj roll luck
0: okay uh that's an
2: 11
1: yeah so you get over to the power station and everything is still functioning
2: awesome so i don't need to fix anything on it or anything
1: yeah you don't need to fix anything here you know once you get this piece set up you do know that you'll have to go around and reconfigure the candy canes but you've done that once before yeah but yeah everything in the power station works and you know that the power is running out to the correct sources
2: awesome i'll communicate with that with
0: the guys on the comms good deal man that's awesome
2: yeah, just as you're checking the candy canes, if you see anything strange, just let me know and I'll come and fix it up or something. I
0: mean, I don't really know what I'm looking at with those unless they're just ripped apart, but I'll see what I see. Sure.
2: Uh, which way did you head? Clockwise or counterclockwise? Left. Okay, I'll go right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we'll just meet in the middle on the other side. It's cool. I'm I'm just checking for people first. If you want to come out, that's fine, but I, I just want to make sure nobody's been through here recently.
1: Sure. So, Tass, while you're checking the perimeter, uh, roll read a bad situation.
0: Uh, With a plus one, brings me up to a solid three. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah, so you start to go around the perimeter outside of where the candy canes are located, and the snow starts to pick up, and the wind gets a little stronger. You don't notice any footprints or any tracks of anything having been this direction recently.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't see much, guys. It's looking fine out here. Great. Jake? How about on your end?
1: Yeah, Jake, you search around. There's not a whole lot of the buildings left standing, but you don't find anybody or anything odd about the buildings.
3: Oh, shit, I found the Krampus. What? No, I didn't. He's still out there in the wind somewhere, waiting. Oh, God.
0: Keep your eyes open. I am immediately looking behind me. <laughs> just, <huh? laughs>
1: okay. We just cut to Tess, his head poking out of the Krampus' sack <laughs> <laughs> as he's getting carried away.
0: <laughs> he goes...
3: No, you didn't. Ask me how I know.
1: (laughs) So, what's the plan?
0: Well, as soon as we had all the candy canes configured, then I'm going to set up some traps in the buildings in case they go there. So, like, I'm thinking like paint cans Mm,
1: mm -hmm. um,
0: on some of the stairwells. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> um, i think i'm going to heat up some of the metal doorknobs oh uh leave some of your really sharp and pointy toys just kind of laying about on the oh, floors good call. near oh, the windows you know? i mean we're up here it, it, there's certainly those like glass ornaments i didn't mention but i did find a dead joe pesci is oh, that, oh, no. that anything we need to and yeah. i
1: found a tim allen but i told him to get out of here
3: <laughs> you get the fuck out of here tim allen go on, get
1: Oh, oh. Uh, so it takes about an hour for everything to get set up you set this piece of machinery at the center of the christmas village which is at the center of the shield and i think from this point on it's just a matter of activating it all right and i'm going to turn on the shield as tj sets this off what's your positioning what are you all doing i think i'm
3: close to tj like i don't know what exactly is going to happen, but in my head, Kosche is probably going to come down right on the epicenter here. So I want to be here ready to engage when he does.
0: Yeah. I think I'm in like a doorway, like something that's one of the closer buildings, but with a big open view of the area. So that in theory, if I need to suddenly lay low, I might be able to creep in while they're engaging. And I want to make sure it's a spot that I can see as much as I can of this dome so that I can get a good gauge and call out if I see them coming.
1: All right. You turn on the shield and just like before, you see the energy crackle up into the air. But instead of that crystal transparent color, there's a bit of an orange tint to it. And the dome is pulsing this orange color. And after two, three, four pulses, Tess, roll read a bad situation.
0: Okay. Nine.
1: You get a hold one.
0: Uh, I guess I think I want to gauge here if there are dangers we haven't noticed.
1: So as the dome begins to pulse, you notice that the snow picks up and the wind outside starts to blow faster and there's a crack of lightning. And in the lightning, you see this large figure in the snow. And it's raising its hand, and it slams it down on the shield, and you've seen this before. It is the same large wind elemental that attacked the North Pole the last time you were here.
4: show is a crit show studios production edited and produced by brandon wentz with music by jake Purley. you can find more information
5: about us at the crit show podcast.com to keep up to date with upcoming live shows contests and other special events follow us at the crit show on facebook instagram and twitter for even more weekly content join us at patreon.com slash the crit show
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
5: It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go
4: to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town.
5: Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean?
4: Please, Father, I'll be good. (laughs) Oh, God!
5: (laughs) Obeying their parents.
4: You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't
5: steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, <laughs> okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old barnaker house?
0: Howling house? Why?
5: <laughs> now, a Boy Scout, a tag along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? What is that thing? Is this,
2: this the witch's library?
5: I'm going to kill you. Not tonight. Roger, make him stop. No, you watch. Run away, little ones. (laughs) I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And at CthulhuMystery.com All the, all the outs and free. All the outs and free.